You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode two fucking hundred. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash two zero zero. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, everyone. Episode two, zero, zero. We've been doing this bad boy for a fuck ton long time. Long time. That's over four years. Yeah. We started in March. So yeah, it's just been a little bit over four years. Yep. I have to, first of all, give us a warm fuzzy. Warm fuzzy to us. Yay! Absolutely. Because, hello, we just did 200 episodes. We deserve it. We totally deserve it. And I also think that we should send one out to our amazing audience. Yes. And all the people that help us produce this podcast. Let's see. Uh, Amy. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to our expansive team, you also get a warm fuzzy. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So... We cannot thank you enough. I was giddy just writing my notes for today going, what an amazing opportunity that there are people all over the, literally all over the world who list, who tune in regularly and use this information. That's what blows me away more than anything else is that you actually improve your own life by what we offer here. Yeah. And that is so awesome. As much as I love, love, love when people say the podcast has helped me so much or thank you so much for everything you give and do and you've changed my life, I have to say we just get behind a mic once a week and I can't get out there and help you speak kindly to yourself. You have to do it. I can't help you stand up to your mother-in-law. You have to do that. I want you to take this opportunity if you've been – a long-time pod listener, or even if you just started listening, that any changes that you've made in your life, fuck yes. Like, we always want to tally where we haven't gotten, what we haven't done. Please know that, yes, this has been a great resource for you, I'm sure. I'm proud of it. I know you guys dig it. But you guys are the ones making changes. You're the one taking stand for yourself, speaking up for yourself with grace and kindness, speaking kindly to yourself. It's so true. Take some time to give yourself a big fucking warm fuzzy. Yay! The podcast. Fuck Fuck yeah! yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh no, it would be the party hills. Fuck yeah! I'm glad you. I'm glad you went back and revisited. Had to re-edit that one. That's right. 
We have an awesome topic for you guys today, speaking about a lot of the things that that we target on on the show. And today is what no one ever taught you about boundaries. It's Mm. something that if you were able to be a part of the workshop that I had last week, we dug in really deeply. I have a course that's actually open for registration right now. We're going to talk about that in a bit where we dig into this topic at length and we look at all of the components that interfere with us really standing up for the things we don't want to tolerate. So I'm going to give you a nice little peppering of some things to think about today. And if you want a deeper dive, I'm going to talk to you about ways that you can do that. Nice. Sound good? That sounds great. Well, before we dive into all of that stuff, maybe we should pass the mic to you. Let's do it. I think we'll do our segment that's called... Would you rather? Yeah, would you rather? So today's would you rather is would you rather have a partner that has a ton of friends of the opposite sex or a partner that has no friends at all? Oh, partner. 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 <laughs> um, Howdy, partner. God, I personally would much rather you have friends yeah yeah that's what i think even if i mean your best friend's a girl so it's not a big deal and i've always had male friends throughout our relationship we've always been very dialed in as far as that goes it's never been an an obstacle in our relationship i guess i should say yeah right well i think at the heart of this i'm trying to get at you know uh the jealousy of things right like that's exactly what i was thinking right would you rather your partner not have a fulfilling fulfilling relationships or does do you get in the way because they're of the opposite sex or do or, you want them to have a lot of friends because you don't want somebody who's so fucking needy well there's that too <laughs> that's also a thing there's a thing yep that's a thing yeah i think i would definitely say i i would i wouldn't mind if you had a bunch of friends of the opposite sex you wouldn't I would prefer that they're unattractive. <laughs> no, I think I think that's where my insecurities would would rear up, and I would have to kind of grapple with that a little bit. Is if all of your friends were like supermodels, I'd be like, I, I probably would too. Just you know, it, it'll give you a little bit of insecurity. It might make me work harder. I think. <laughs> Step up your A game, Mr. Smith. Gotta get back in the gym a little bit more here. (laughs) Grow out a man bun, maybe. I'm a sucker. That would look so funny. That would look horrible on you. That would look horrible. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Slash that. Slash it. Well, I yeah, I definitely think I would pick that. I it breaks my heart to think of you having no friends. No friends. I know. That's horrible. They're so sad. I agree. Well, we would love to hear from you, and I personally prefer people to hang out with me on Instagram. That's my platform of choice. You can find me under the handle at the Joy Junkie. Find the latest meme for this particular show episode, episode two hundred. Did we two, mention that two hundred? Two double O's. Drop a double Benjamin on your ass. <laughs> we swear. Everyone's like, whatever. Just give us the content. <laughs> I think people enjoy our wit. Our wit. Our witty witness. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. 
You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool Whip. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. <laughs> All right. If you would like to share your would you rather, hit me up on Instagram, find the, the latest meme, and just throw it into the comment section. And let us know. Would you want your partner to have no friends or a ton of friends of the opposite sex? I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what nobody ever taught you about boundaries. Okay. And this Everybody it, but Amy. Except me. Right, except for the joy. Because I have dropped some knowledge on y'all. But I do think <clears throat> that probably the most pervasive obstacle that we have around boundaries is usually what we have been taught either from family of origin, religion, society, workplaces. We get a lot of social stimulation about what's acceptable and what's not. We hear things like, you could never tell him that. You would destroy him. Don't rock the boat. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so selfish if you choose that. You could never give voice. So we get all of this chatter and noise about what we are allowed to do in the realm of boundaries, the things we are permitted to speak up for, the things that we applaud, and then the things that we try to stifle people. Like, don't be proud of that. Don't give voice to that. And then we get really convoluted because oftentimes our intuition is telling us otherwise. Like, I don't want to go to church with my family anymore. And everybody in my family is telling me that I'm wrong, that my intuition is wrong, that that's heathenistic, that that's selfish. And they start stamping you with brands. They start labeling you, getting that label maker out and going selfish. And then we adopt that. Interesting. Okay. So I want you to be aware of, as we go through this, any social conditioning that you may have gone through that immediately gives you kickback about establishing boundaries. Is there some sort of belief like, oh my gosh, that's rude or that's selfish or is there a stamp? Is there a brand that's happening when you think about establishing a boundary? Okay. And is that indicative of somebody else's belief? Somebody else who's taught you that way, whether it was a religion, family of origin, etc. Got it. Okay. Now, I do think that there's a couple of ways in which we need to establish boundaries or the ways in which boundaries show up in our world. Largely what we're going to talk about today is external boundaries. Like what, how, how do we actually give voice to things? How do we tell somebody we're not going to tolerate a specific type of behavior anymore? Yeah. But I do think it's worth mentioning that there is another type of boundary and that is your internal boundary. It is where you are allowing things and you have no intention of speaking up for it. Mm-hmm. A great, okay. this is largely falls into the category of being a doormat, having a hard time saying no, excessive people-pleasing. It's where the thought of speaking up and actually establishing a boundary is so fucking scary to you that you choose doormat. You choose to overextend yourself, to give and give and give with no container. That, my friend, has to be 
your personal decision to change. Because I love, there's a quote, I can't remember who it's by. I want to say Irma Kurtz, and I could be completely messing this up, but she says, givers have to establish boundaries because takers rarely do. Mm. It's true. A taker, if you're showing them like, oh, I'll, I'll extend myself nonstop. Oh, I'll totally pick you up from the airport, even though it's two o'clock in the morning. Or, oh, I'll totally watch your kids, even though this is the fourth day this week you've asked me to watch your kids. If you keep allowing it, those takers will go, they don't have any problem right. with it. Oh, call Cheryl. She'll be more than happy to do oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. She always comes. She doesn't even care. She never says a word. Right. Those are those things that you need to start evaluating. Am I choosing doormat because I am so terrified of actually speaking up? That is your choice. So that's kind of the internal piece that you kind of have to grapple with before we can ever get to the point where we give voice to things. So start thinking about that. Are there things that you are really frustrated with? And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to find those out that the other person would have no idea that it bothers you because you okay. have been the totally girl. The totally girl. The totally girl who they say, oh, can you can you do this for me? Totally. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Or the totally dude. Or the totally dude. Yeah, man. For sure, dude. Totally, dude. Absolutely. That's so <laughs> Californian of us. <laughs> but you get the picture. It's where you never even let on that it could be a possible problem for you. And then oftentimes that will influence your own self-talk where you will start to say things like, you can never let them down. It's super rude. You just muscle through. You're being yeah. a big baby. Just take care of it. No, don't even worry about it. Sweep it under the rug. All those things that we rationalize in our mind. And then we're burnt the fuck out. And then we explode on our spouse and it's not even their fault. And or like, whoa, I had no idea. Or we develop drinking problems or we eat an entire gallon of Ben and Jerry's or whatever it happens to be. We search out other comfort. Been known. <laughs> Been known. <laughs> so let's talk about where you need to find boundaries to be established. There's two great questions to ask yourself. The first is, what do I constantly complain about? If there is something in your life okay. that you constantly complain about, and the other parties involved would have no idea that you're upset. That is on you, my friend. I don't think I have anything like that. I don't think I do either. Yeah. But it's because I fucking give voice to everything. Right, right. But, you know, I've talked about this lately. And the more I've talked about this with uh, a couple of clients of mine, the older I've gotten and the more involved in this work I've become, the more immersed I've become, the shorter my tolerance is for not speaking up. For boo shit? For boo shit. I don't have much tolerance for boo shit. <laughs> and I notice it physically. It's like I it, it hurts me to keep it in. It physically hmm. pains me. I feel sick to my stomach. I recently had a situation like that where I had invested in a program in for my business and I had spent quite a bit of money on it and I didn't feel as though I was getting what I had invested in. And I knew instantly my intuition starts kicking in. I get a feeling right in my ribs. Like it's a pit of the stomach feeling. It's like a buyer's remorse feeling. And I know 
you have to speak up. Yeah. And there's also an, uh, a, an integrity piece for me too. That's like, you cannot preach this to thousands of people on a fucking podcast and then not yeah. walk your talk. Oh, totally. Right. So that little threshold that I have is very short. So I sent off a very grace and kindness infused letter to this person and really just spoke my truth and said, here's what, here's what I'm asking. Here's what I'm requesting. Fortunately, in this situation, this particular person was amazing and completely rerouted and was fantastic and amazing. But as I've told you guys in the past, it's not about the reception. She could have been horrible. She could have made me wrong. She could have made it my fault. And she chose not to, which I thought spoke extremely highly of her integrity. Yeah. But the win is not the receiving. That's the bonus. How I'm, how it's received and what she chose to do about it, that's the sweet, I'm so glad, what a gift, what a blessing. The win is that I actually had the gumption to speak up for myself when yeah. I felt wronged. Right. I chose not to be the doormat. Right. Right. But if I had bitched and complained to you, about how shitty this class was going, about, oh my gosh, that, 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 I'm not getting what I mean, and did that, 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 and you said, have you told her? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. If there is something that you are constantly and repetitively complaining about and you are not taking action on it, this is a place to establish a boundary. The second question you can ask yourself, and this is very much in tandem to that first question, has everyone heard about this except the right person? Right. This is, and this is very much my case because I'm verbose and I process very much audibly. So if you've heard about it and Andrea's heard about it and my mastermind has heard about it and my coach has heard about it, but my mom hasn't and she's the one I need to talk to, that's an indication there needs to be a boundary established there. All those other people you're telling can't do a damn thing. The other thing to think about is you have all those other people that you're helping. They have your best interest. So they're looking to help you build a boundary. So it's nice to talk to all those people and then talk to the person so you can kind of have a better idea of how you're going to go in there and build that boundary. That is exactly right. Right. So I'm not, thank you for saying that, because I'm not saying it's a bad thing to debrief this. Right. Lord knows my entire inner circle hears everything I'm going through (laughs) and then I deal with it. And that's what I usually call gearing up. Yeah. It's the preparation. However, if you stop there and you don't go have the tough conversation with your spouse or your best friend or your boss or whatever, now you're just being a fucking victim. Right. That that's the on you part. That is, I choose victimhood. That is what you are saying. I would rather blame them for this shitty situation than actually take action on it. That is victimhood, you guys. So those people that are in victimhood, where do they turn? Well, I'm so glad you asked that, Mr. Smith. (laughs) Where do they go? How do they figure out how to not do that? Let's pivot. Let's make a nice pivot. All right, so here's the deal with a boundary. This is kind of the definition that I like to operate under. A boundary is very simply put, a fierce choice and enforcement about what you will no longer tolerate. A boundary is a simple, fierce choice about 
what you will no longer tolerate and you must enforce it, you guys. I'm going to talk about that a little bit here too. And I'm going to jump into this in a second, but I do want to mention that I have open for registration right now a class where we dig into very much in depth all things boundaries, letting go of what other people think, and in tandem with that, talk a lot about how fear influences those things. So you know how I was just saying, a lot of times what we do is we choose to complain to all these other people because we're so afraid of actually speaking up to the person that we need to speak up to. There's a fear there to grapple with. Yeah. So this particular class, we spend an entire week on fear. We spend an entire week on letting go of what other people think and how to say no. And we spend the final week with, I have a systemized formula that I only give out in my classes. It's a seven-step formula to having really challenging conversations. And there's also a difference between having a tough conversation with a spouse that you're really invested in versus having a boundary conversation with, let's say, a friend of yours that you no longer want to foster a relationship with. How you go about boundaries, conversations is totally relevant to the type of relationship that you have. That's so true, yeah. Which is incredibly important. It's a huge piece of it. You don't want to have a huge sit-down conversation with somebody you don't care about having a connection with. Yeah. But that sounds very different. This particular course, I'm so excited about it. It's one of my favorite, favorite topics. It's called Excuse Me, Your Badass is Showing, (laughs) Self-Confidence Edition. So this is... All about having confidence to actually broach those tough conversations. It's talking to your mother-in-law and doing it without being riddled with guilt. It's hanging up the phone after you've declined a family function with your mom or your aunt or your sister or whoever and hanging up the phone and feeling proud of yourself. Like maybe they're even not happy with you. And you choose not to take that guilt on and you actually feel proud. And then you have the day free to go have mimosas and pedicures instead of being guilted into that fucking family function. That's what I'm talking about when I say learning how to establish boundaries, saying no, and not have that subsequent guilt that you are operating in now. What if you could say no and feel powerful yeah whoa what what if you could have a really challenging conversation with somebody and feel proud of yourself like Mm. what game changer letting go of what they think of your choices and being rooted in what you think not feeling like you have to ask everybody else before you make a choice because you're so fucking confident in what you want to do you know the wow the last uh podcast that we just did was episode 199 and it was uh, about the decision making decision making and like what your deathbed person would regret right right and this is one of those things that just accumulate and add up and make us puts us in those unhappy positions where we get on our deathbed and we're like man i wish i wouldn't have been so uh unconfident in my relationship with my family or whatever it is right yes like that's huge being able to have that confidence in what you've decided and 
the boundaries that you've set and that's just it, it's such a gift of life i think it's what happiness is built off of it, i'm i'm really glad you men- mentioned that too because a lot of times we we're so focused on the pain that's involved with the suffrage yeah with our family mm-hmm. with what it actually takes to speak up what i want you to think about is what if that wasn't painful what if you could like i said hang up that phone and be proud of yourself because what we're chasing is always feeling good. We want happiness. We want fulfillment. Yeah. We don't want fear, guilt, pain. But that's not just magic. You have to work on it. So right. here's the deal. It's super low cost. We hang out for three weeks. It's an amazing group of people. You'll have access to a Facebook group. You can read all about it. But what you need to know right now is that it's open for early bird pricing, which means you get $100 off. Hundy. It's half off right now. It's 97 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's nothing. It's like the cost of a night out or a new pair of sneakers or something. Sure. And you could learn how to relinquish all this fucking guilt, this family guilt. Like, hello, it's a totally, um, it's a no-brainer. Come yeah. on. yeah. Plus, if you opt in in the next couple of days, you can still get in on that early bird pricing and bonuses. So you definitely want to head over to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me, all one word. Excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, I need to establish some boundaries, please. I need to learn how to say no, please. <laughs> I love your hand right now. I wish you guys could see it. I get, I get a little animated. So let's talk a little bit more about boundaries. But if you're listening to this and you're going, oh my God, I need accountability. I need to do more of this. I need some journaling and support. I really encourage you to join. Excuse me, your badass is showing self-confidence. So let's talk about some of the steps that are involved in establishing this boundary. The first piece is you have to get really clear about what the boundary is. So this is where you decide on the boundary. Okay. And when you decide on the boundary, there's a couple of things that are really important about this. You need to be crystal clear. This is not where you want to say things like, I need you to do this more, or I need you to say these things less. You need to give specifics as much as possible. I've used this example in the past, but I think it, it's really it's really relevant. Let's say that, I mean, I had a friend years ago who her, her in-laws were extremely overbearing about wanting to baptize her children and really wanting to force their religion on her kids. And so she had to really define this boundary and say, I will not converse with you about Mm. anything related to baptism and religion. What I am asking of you is that you do not speak to my children about baptism. I am asking that if I leave them with you, that you do not, because she was afraid if I leave them with her, she's just going to go take them back to get baptized. Uh, and so she said, she had to put that in the boundary <laughs> of, I will not allow them to see you if you do that. If you say, anything about baptism, if you do anything like that, you are totally allowed to believe that that's real and true, but these are my children. This is what we've decided. We are not going down that path. 
So it's very specific. It's yeah. not something like, <clears throat> please respect our choices more. Right. I need you to respect right. our That's faith. super specific, yeah. Please, I need you to respect that we have differences of beliefs. That's, that's a, not concrete. But that's a hard line. It's, so, right? uh, yes, let me just say, there's nothing easy about this. Yeah. But what I want you to understand, too, is that it's a choice between two shitty things. Okay? Yeah. We're right. choosing the less shitty thing. <laughs> we think that being quiet about this stuff and then bitching and moaning and complaining to our spouse and having fights about how much your, your parents suck is the lesser of two evils. It's not, actually. The lesser of two evils is to actually have the conversation and feel fucking powerful because you've made a decision that you can be proud of. Totally. Totally. So don't get it twisted. You're choosing suffering when you choose not to give voice to something. <laughs> Mr. Smith's laughing at me because I'm getting worked up. Getting worked. I, I get worked up. All right. So when you define the boundary, you're deciding on the boundary, you're making it very, very crystal clear. Specificity, quantifiable, making it as distinct and clear as possible so that you know if it's been breached. Mm -hmm. So that you don't have to go back to the conversation and say, I should have been more clear. Here's what I really meant to say. Mm -hmm. Get it out on paper. Be as concrete as you possibly can. Number two, you need to go deliver the boundary. You need to have the tough conversation. And I'm going to li uh, also link to episode 129, which is how to have tough conversations. This is another thing in week three of Excuse Me that we dig into. It's my seven-step process. It's all about here's how to go have really tough conversations. And people are always like, oh my gosh, this works. And I'm like, hello, because nobody ever teaches you how to have tough conversations. Yeah, ever. No, that's when? true. I mean, even We're taught if, to avoid them. Right. Don't yeah. rock the boat. Don't piss anybody off. No. And it's how to do all of it in a place that you feel confident, calm. You're not feeling combative. People tell me all the time, oh my God, I cannot believe how peaceful I felt going into that conversation instead of feeling like I had to fight tooth and nail to get my point across. It's a completely different perspective shift. So if you want like a little taste, you can listen to episode 129. But if you you need to like have some of these boundaries established, join me for Excuse Me Your Badass is Showing. I really think it'll change how you embark on giving voice to things that you really need to give voice to. It's your badass. Right? Excuse me. <laughs> so you need to deliver the boundary and you need to do it with grace and kindness. Have a listen to episode 129. But the deal with this is going into that conversation and not broaching it from a place of anger, resentment, blame, like that anecdote that I shared earlier. It would be so easy to go talk to your mother-in-law and say, really come from a place of malice. Like, I don't know who you think you are. These are my kids. Did it? You could deliver it that way. Yep. But guess what? You won't feel proud of yourself. You'll feel remorseful because you're being shitty. Right. So let's deliver the boundary, but do it with kindness and specificity. So you would say, hey, I'd really like to talk to you. I'd really like to converse with you about some stuff that's been on my mind. And then saying, here's what I'm requesting. That's one of my favorite pieces of verbiage to use because you have to be clear. It's not just, hey, Things are bothering me. It's here's what I'm asking of you. Right. Yeah. 
And I did that. I did that recently with that, with that gal. I said, here's what I'm asking of you. Will you follow through on X, Y, or Z? Will you tell me that this is coming, that we are going to get to more rich content? Do I know if she's going to breach the boundary or follow through on it? At the time, absolutely not. Thank God she was completely willing to accommodate. Absolutely. She was able to honor my request. That doesn't always happen. I've definitely had that with other people in my life where they didn't even, it was like I never even, I never even delivered the boundary to begin with. Right. Yeah. Sure. That does happen as well. That's not your responsibility. The response is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to deliver that boundary in a way in which you are proud. So I will often tell people, think about how you want to feel the next day. What will make you proud of yourself? So if you're going to have this conversation with your mother-in-law tonight, let's say it's Monday night, how do you want to, excuse me, feel about yourself on Tuesday morning? Not how do you want her to respond? We are, Of course we know how we want her to respond. We want her to agree and say yes and I'll do whatever you want. We already know that. Can't control that. Right. On Tuesday though, how do you want to feel about how you showed up, how you behaved? For me, it's usually twofold. It's always grace and kindness. Those are always kind of grouped together. I always want to be kind and, and graceful. And I always want to be assertive. I always want to say what I really mean. I don't want to sugarcoat things. I don't want to brush things under the rug. I want to be clear about what I really mean. And I want to do it with grace and kindness. Those yeah. are my two governing <clears throat> bodies. Yeah. So Good. ask yourself what that is for you. You go in, you deliver the boundary. Hey, I've got something I'd really like to talk to you about. Here's the deal. I've noticed that you've brought up the topic of baptism quite a bit. We have decided that it's not something that we want for the children at all. We're extremely clear on that and we're unwavering. My request to you is that you absolutely do nothing related to baptism with them. Of course, do not take them to get baptized but also that you don't speak to them about that. That is something that is very much a hard line for us. I truly hope you can honor that and respect it. I know that it's a huge piece of your world and you are so allowed to have that. I'm completely willing to respect that. I'm asking for the same in return. Nice. Kind, graceful. You're not making her wrong for loving baptism. You're not making her wrong for her faith. You're purely just standing up for what you need in your world. Now, The third piece is enforcing the boundary. This is where it gets really sticky Mm -hmm. and complicated because what happens is you get all pumped up and you go deliver the boundary and you think you're fucking done, but then you're not because (laughs) they breach the boundary. So you have situations where people, it's great. All you needed to do was have that conversation like my story and everything's rectified, done and done. They just needed to be given a chance to be what you need. That's it. Then there's other people who don't care what you need. They don't care what you want. And it's just simply not important to them or they choose to not put it on their radar. They're like, I don't care. Yeah. That has also happened to me. Oh, yeah. That's where you now have to do an internal decision about enforcement and repercussion. What you have to commit to is reinstating the boundary a certain amount of times. So you might say, okay, 
if the kids come home and they say, Grandma told us we need to get baptized, you get to decide how many chances do they get. <laughs> and that's a different answer for every single situation, every, every single, single one, relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You get to say, hey, Helen, listen, the kids came and told me that you mentioned baptism today. I have asked you in the past to please not discuss that. I'm asking you again. And unfortunately, if this happens again, the kids are not going to come over. I'm not going to allow them to be in an environment where I have specifically asked you to not share certain thoughts and beliefs with them. I would hate to do that. I know you love them. I know you're involved in their life. But I am asking you for a very specific request that's extremely important to me. So you get to decide on the ultimatum. It's not always an ultimatum. Sometimes it's just four reminders, but you have to remind them because here's what also happens. If you establish a boundary and then never follow through and they breach the boundary and you don't ever say anything again, they're like, she didn't really mean it. Yeah. He didn't really mean it. Yeah. Yeah. See, she doesn't care. It's no big deal. You teach people how to treat you based off of what you tolerate. Yeah. If the boundary gets breached, you have to say, hey, remember how we had that conversation? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm asking you, please don't do or please do X, Y, or Z. And you hmm. get to decide when does the ultimatum come and what is the ultimatum. You get that free reign to decide. But do not get it twisted. If you establish a boundary, you have to enforce it with words. You have to be vocal. You have to use your words. Use your words. Love it. And again, this is something that you will definitely want to get on paper. If you need more on this and you need some more support, again, you really might want to think about the Excuse Me course because you will get a lot of attention from me. I always go in and converse with people about how to say things, how to word things, all of mm -hmm. their specific mm -hmm. yes, instances. You're so good at that too. It's one of my favorite things to do with people. And that's one of the things I think that uh, people will benefit the most is it's easy to hear you say those things and go, gosh, she does it so well. I can't do it like that. But it's another thing to take these courses and really figure out that you can. Oh, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. You do have the words. You do have them. It's yeah, and the, and the power. What it is. It's, it's what we talked about a lot, a lot last week with decision-making. It is feeling fear and choosing courage anyway. Right. That's what it's about because every conversation you have, that's why we spend a whole week talking about fear. Yeah. You will have fear and you choose courage in spite of fear. Yeah. So you have the conversations even though you're scared. And here's what's awesome is I have clients tell me all the time or students will tell me, here is what my family says. Here is what my spouse says. What do I say? And I'm like, you say this. So I will often give like little scripts and things like right. that. And I'm able to do that in a class environment because there's far fewer in a class than there are like thousands of people on a podcast. I have sure. no idea how to custom fit it to your specific suggestion. Yeah, exactly. If you want to start making those decisions based out of personal power and confidence and you want to not be riddled with guilt all the time, 
I really encourage you to check it out and also really look at what other people have said about it because those are you. Those are podcast listeners. Yeah. I can't, I get a ton of students that are from podcasts oh, yeah. Absolutely. and they thought, oh, I get a lot from the pod. I can't imagine. And then they get into class and they're like, fuck, <laughs> this is totally next level, totally next level. And it's possible for you too. So all of those people that you see, they didn't know how to speak up for themselves. They were riddled with guilt. They were riddled with fear. You aren't unique in that. Okay. This is not, it only works for those people. It works for everyone who does the work, period. Done. All right. I could go on and on. But yeah, you can find all the details on the show notes page or just go directly to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me. And we're going to get some shit handled. Anything else you wanted to add? I think you've said plenty. I think I need some water or whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.